0: creative trial series. I'm Chris Ellis, but before we begin proceedings here at the Melbourne Magistrates Court, we must thank RMIT for making the event possible. Now, since graduating with an honours degree in advertising ten years ago, Josh Lancaster has risen from the green pastures of New Zealand to the dizzying heights of Adelaide. Following the success of his work for Steinlager, Lion Red, TV Guide and Dunlop, Josh and his creative partner Jamie Hitchcock have earned a reputation for a good yarn. As if his ginger hair wasn't enough, Josh has distinguished himself from the flock by winning awards at shows such as Calm, Cleo and One Show. Not bad for a boy from the bush. He's jumped the fence more than once, from Cleminger to MTC, Ogilvy and now to home turf at Colenso BBDO, and after winning a Young Guns award of his own, Josh now sits alongside esteemed company on the jury. Though it is he who is on trial today, please welcome John Lancaster to the courtroom, Josh.
1: I think I grew up um, probably just like everyone else. Yep, I'm a city kid from from Auckland. Probably the most significant thing about uh, varsity in design school was was meeting Jamie, my creative partner. I met Jamie halfway through my my second year. I think he was probably the only other the only other student in the class who. I saw as, as having a real drive to get um, to get a job. I think it can be quite hard if if it's just you that sort of got that got that goal. But um, when you've when you've got a mate who you can um, you know when you can do it together, it was um, looking back, it was it was it was fairly easy to to make that happen. I'm the art director, and Jamie's Jamie's the writer. Although. Um, you know, this, I think the strength of, of the team is, is having, having your best mate there who can tell you when, um, when you've cropped something badly or, um, you know, if it looks shit. And, uh, and at the same time, I don't have a problem telling him when I think something sounds clunky or if I reckon it's wrong. And uh, that, sort of, that sort of tennis between between the two of you, I think, is what um, bashes an add into, into shape. I've, I've known Jamie, or been been married to Jamie longer than I've been married to my wife, and uh, and vice versa. In our final year at, at design school, we were briefed by a, an agency in Wellington called Cleminger. You know, it's road safety, uh, speeding, drink driving, that sort of thing. They They briefed the class on a campaign for drink driving, a billboard campaign for drink driving. And specifically the work that, uh, that Jamie did for that really got us noticed by the creative director, pretty much um, putting up billboards that look like any other road safety ad, and then, in the middle of the night, go and graffiti them with uh, New Zealand beer slogans, picture of a um, guy dying on an operating theater with you know with that sort of uh, stat above it and um, and it really kind of captured the, the spirit of, um, of, of young men, you know, they, they really liked the idea of one of them getting up there and, and, um, and essentially tagging this billboard. You know, when the, when the messages supposedly come from the people rather than the government, it's a lot easier to sort of take it in. And, and uh, Jamie almost got arrested for the work as well, which was, which was a good thing. Murphy's law dictates that usually the bit of work that you're most embarrassed about is the one that gets the most airtime as well. So certainly that's what, um, that's what drives us to um, stay up, up just that little bit later or um, you know, keep pushing at something just a little bit harder. So we started off at Cleminger in Wellington and, uh, and I think we spent about three years there and we've got some really good print work away. We made the move up to an, an agency called uh, Mears Tain, up in Auckland, which was a really small shop run by two um, two guys that uh, uh, called Roy Mears and Jeremy Tain, and uh, you know, you, you asked the question who did we look up to, well, well I think we did look up to these guys before we knew it, you know, we, were, we knew their ads, we'd grown up with their ads and had a relationship with their ads but not known who the creators were those two guys gave us a lot of leeway to do our own, our own work and um, we got some, got some great TV away. I think it's entirely about uh, an, an attitude and a desire to, um, you know, to push yourself and to, to achieve. I think the people that um, make it in advertising would probably make it in um, most industries that they'd lend their hand at. It's about attitude, and it's about pushing yourself and um, and wanting to do better than the than the next person. I think that's yeah, that's that's a good head start to to being a person considered for a job. Yeah, creative blocks happen all the time. Um, may, maybe not a block as in there's nothing coming out. You know, uh, it's important anything that comes into your head to get it down on that piece of paper. If you've reached a point where you're not getting any further, then it's silly to keep doing the, the doing the same thing, you know, it's you know, that's when you need to kind of go and take a shower or go for a walk or go and have a drink or just do something to change the environment because clearly it's 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 stopped working. And when you've got a really great product truth, the rest of your job's easy. The hardest thing is trying to make something up about about the product. Quite early on I think you've got to figure out that when people are having a go at your work, they're having a go at your work and not having a go at you. And if they're having a go at you and using your work as a scapegoat then you know, it's, it's their problem not yours. If you respect the person and uh, respect their work, um, you can fast track things a lot by just listening um, and not getting upset about, about stuff. Take it on board and move on. you know I think if you start getting precious about single ads, then maybe you're not going to be a very good idea generator but what what makes a good ad I think essentially it 's got to make you feel something you know um, it's got to either make you um, make you laugh or make you cry or make you make you think or make you angry or make you horny or you know um, that's that's a must for a, for a great ad. Otherwise, it's just clever. Yeah, again, it's about doing things differently. You know, if you if you're tacking when everyone else is going this way, then then chances are you are going to stand out. And um, I think that's a really important thing for particularly for students. Um, we see a lot of student books, and there's this um, drive to do something that looks like an ad and passes as an ad. You know, and I think that's the it's the wrong way to go about it. You know, you you want the last thing you want your ad to look like is is an ad. You know, it needs to be something so different and so fresh that, um, you know that it that it shocks people and grabs people and and um, and they take it in and they get sold the message before before they've even realised that they've taken in an ad. The ideal agency model for us is probably uh, a, a small tight knit uh, group of people. There's only only a few of you, everyone has to be doing their job and they have to go beyond their job and um, you know just to make sure that there's nothing can slip through the gaps. Um, But as as far as the relationship between um, suits and creatives, some of our best mates at work are suits. Clients do make interesting requests sometimes but at the end of the day um, we are working for them, we're not, we're not artists. We um, have a trade like, like anyone else. And um, uh, although, although um, what we do is, does mean that we can um, um, put our mark on things a little bit more than, say, a plumber might. Um, I do have a problem with um, arguing with clients. You know, if the client's making a ludicrous suggestion, listen to what they have to say read between the lines, maybe they're not comfortable with the idea, maybe you haven't sold it into them properly, maybe they're, um, they ha- they haven't understood what you're trying to say, maybe they've missed something, you know, there'll, there'll be a reason there. But I think, when, you know, once it's sort of, um, you know, this whole, um, they don't know what they're talking about, you can be guaranteed they're, they're sitting back at their office saying the same thing about you, you know. Saying, "Oh, those pretentious little wankers won't make my logo any bigger," and that's not a healthy relationship, you know. Awards are important to uh, to the industry because it's, it's it is the way that you measure creativity. More important than having somebody in the industry recognise your ads, to have um, you know one of your mates come over or someone that you haven't met, and um, you know it's it's a great feeling when someone says, "Oh, I have, oh, you're in advertising. Have you seen this ad? You know, I love it." and it's one of your own, getting that sort of feedback was heaps heaps better than, than picking up some bits of metal. Proudest moment? There's been quite a few moments that um, have have meant a lot, lot to me, but um, just, just like the nature of advertising they're, they're there for a moment and then you move on to the next one, you know the moment that you kind of start um, sitting on your, your laurels and thinking yeah, you know, then if, you know, you're not doing anything about getting your, your next ad away. Um, certainly the LMP work, I think. Um, we, we did really well at a few award shows with that. Okay, thank, you, uh,
0: thank you, Josh. Uh, We're thank Josh uh, for making appearance in court today. We hope he's not back here for any other reason. Thank you, Josh.